Hello and welcome to the Epic Loot Radio Podcast. My name is Brian. This is episode 27. And today we're going to be talking a lot of MMORPGs. Namely, New World is going to be the focus as we dive and get ready to dive into the closed beta, which launches on July 20th. Full release on August 31st. With me today, I have a crazy awesome panel of guests. Let's start with you, Randy. We went on quests. We played the preview. Why don't you introduce yourself and we'll just go around the horn and we'll end with Vulcan. Yeah, you people have no idea who I am. Uh, I'm a moderator, worked a game. Uh, I've known Brian for about 11 years now. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, it's crazy odd fact that we share the same birthday and year. Yeah. So we are the exact same age. Never met anybody with my same birthday. Yeah. And then it's like, wait, wait. What you're going? You're taking the day off for your birthday. It's my birthday too. Like, and, wait, we're the same age. This is cool. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I think at the time the conversation went, "Well, I'm your boss, so I trump you, and you can't take off. I'm taking off." Yeah, something like true. that. This is true. He, he's telling. Uh, he's telling the true story, guys. So uh, no, we just we clicked, and we've been playing games together ever since. Uh, and Brian asked me to be here, and I'm happy to be part of it. Yeah, I've been looking forward to playing New World with you, dude. Like since we were like just going off and into the woods into the weeds just kind of discovering this game and i was like you know what we should get him on the podcast maybe he's available i know you're going uh, on a trip coming up so i don't know yeah. how much time you're going to get with the beta but it doesn't matter because characters are getting wiped so it's less it's less stress for for that you don't need to like hit cap and then have that all taken away rich dude what's going on with you why don't you introduce yourself to the world oh rich uh right now i got a channel called the mmo ronin i have also another channel most of you guys probably know me as death monkey xl but MMO run is from all my MMO material and stuff like which I've been focused on mostly since two months ago. Just mostly MMOs. It seems to be the the most stuff going on in that area. And I like it the most. So that's where you can find me at there. Right now I've messed around with some 14 and some Swords of Legend online. And I guess we're messing around also with some New World when that hops out next week. So Absolutely, man. How about you, Vulcan? What's uh what's going on with you? Hey, some new fresh faced YouTuber over here. Uh how, how's the kid doing, by the way? Oh, she's doing good. Uh, growing, growing like crazy. Um, she's in daycare, so you know she's sick all the time. Building that immune system, it's fantastic. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's insane how much she's grown in. Oh man, just five months now. So it's crazy. But I'm Vulcan, and I run a YouTube channel called Vulcan. Um, most of it is action RPGs, um, really kind of looter shooters, anything with loot involved. And I'm going to be hitting New World pretty hard as well. So super excited to be here and uh, can't wait to talk about the game. This guy makes excellent content. We were uh, we did a show for Outriders. We've uh, we've been talking and it's just uh, it's always when it comes down to podcasts, it's always a scheduling thing. Like 90 no. percent of a podcast job is scheduling. And then the rest of it is like, all right, let's uh, let's just crack open a, a can or a, a refreshing drink and let's break into a podcast within a podcast everybody welcome to the show this is booze cast i decided to break in early i was waiting on when i should drink it in uh this is a podcast within a podcast this might be the only time i do a booze cast uh this is a cast when we drink and uh we talk about video games uh at late at night you know since we're not recording this at eight in the morning which would be awkward uh maybe problematic what are you drinking tonight randy uh i am drinking an old-fashioned uh angel's envy is the uh alcohol of choice smooth uh nice little bourbon uh so i encourage you to try it out angel's envy angel's yes. envy if you guys taking notes in the in, in the crowd here uh rich what are you drinking tonight i got uh this limited edition kraken 
the Black Spice Room. Nice. <laughs> I'm very, nice. On, I'm very on theme for New World too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, got a little, got a little uh, cough medicine taste to it, but it's pretty good. <laughs> hey, you know, spice rum, you throw a little Hawaiian punch in that, it tastes like cotton candy, man. I'm telling you. I'm about to, I'm about to make it happen. I bet you, Vulcan, what you drinking tonight? Me and Rich, man. Oh, oh right, there it is. The Kraken Brothers. There it is. <laughs> now, food? since you're drinking dark rum, you had, you had the tall boy there. Is that just all rum? Or oh, is there, yeah. okay all right i just had to ask (laughs) you're good figure out what kind of podcast this is gonna be right (laughs) booze cast baby (laughs) and uh i'm drinking some strength i'm drinking an angry orchard hard cider this is a uh, peach mango uh julie got a a a set of these and i was like well you know what let's just booze cast it if you're over 21 drink responsibly and you're with us welcome uh, to the booze cast, and uh, is there any boozy uh, things we want to talk about before we jump into some Final Fantasy fourteen? Perfect, booze cast is over. We did it, guys. Podcast within a podcast. Podcast within a podcast. We'll be drinking the rest of this uh, this show. So by the uh, by the time we get into New World, I, I only brought two because I, I don't want to be a sloppy uh, host in that regards. All right, let's go ahead and cut into uh, some information here. Um, this is an interesting topic. I really want to get y'all's thoughts on it because right now what we're seeing is just incredible growth, especially as it relates to Final Fantasy 14. But MMOs in general, I was hanging out like a ninja stream today and even like the top streamers are just like, what is going on? Because they're like, I want to be playing Final Fantasy. I want to, or or some other MMO, but my love is Final Fantasy. So uh, I'm a little bit biased and it's just nuts because they're like, okay, well, I guess we're going to play the shooter, but man, okay, right after stream, we're going right back into the MMOs and to see a surgence in MMOs in this case. But I'm going to read this post and then we're just going to go down the panel here. Uh, the ramifications of Final Fantasy 14 now being more popular than ever four months before an expansion launch. This is posted over on Reddit and the link will be in the show notes. I wanted you to get a little bit more focused discussion for this momentous occasion. While there are no lucky Bancho numbers, several other in, uh, in- indicators point that Final Fantasy 14 is having a bigger active player count than ever before, even while in a pre-expansion content dip. Some may say that most of the new players are trial accounts, but the new record of players on Steam, which does not use the trial account client uh, and the digital store running out of copies of the game indicating large number of these players are new subscribers. What are your thoughts about how this unprecedented and unexpected boost in player population will pan out? Square Enix does not have enough time, for example, to add more servers, data centers before the Endwalker launches. And I hear Yoshida stating that Endwalker is already over three times as many pre-orders as Shadowbringers has sold. Do you believe that Endwalker will have an unstable launch like Stormblood or a smooth launch like Shadowbringers? Do you think that the population boost combined with Endwalker's launch will actually result in Final Fantasy XIV pulling ahead of WoW and subscribers? And what other scenarios do you believe may come to fruition? I'm going to go to uh, Randy right at, here at the top. I'm going to put us like in the order. And there we go. Randy, show's yours, dude. Yeah, so my thoughts on this are kind of, they're very adult-centric, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and and I know we're tired of talking about COVID, but what COVID did is it shut things down, right? And the reality is that people need people mm-hmm. to function, right? If anything, once the world started opening up, you... You see uh, more shootings, more <laughs> arguments, 
like people don't know how to behave around other people because they haven't been interacting. And I think that's what you see here, right? With World of Warcraft specifically, you hop in the game, you level your character, um, you hop into a queue and you do something. And you do that for 30 minutes and you leave. There's very little time to build community with the way World of Warcraft is today. If you played World of Warcraft 10 years ago and you've helped build a community and you met a group of friends online, it's a different story for you, right? Your, your experience is different. But with Final Fantasy, it's always been a place for community, right? 11, 14, it's, it's centered around that. And, and I think we're seeing that now as we're running out of digital copies, right? Square Enix didn't plan for the growth because they planned for growth for 14, much like 11 progressed and then regressed and then progressed. It's, it was a constant balance to create content to get people into the game. And then uh, Shadowbringers launched and in my opinion was probably the best story arc for 14 for me personally. Um, it ranks the highest on my list so far. Uh, and you have this great mix of single player content with great story. And then as a side benefit, you get to interact and meet with great people. I mean, Brian, that's how mm -hmm. I met you. Rich, that's how I met you through work to game. I don't think we've played in 14 yet. Uh, maybe we have, but uh, it's, I, I met you through that avenue, right? And so I, I think it just speaks to the community that 14 has built, which has been largely missing from... Um, the WoW community for quite some time. And I don't want to compare the two, but that's my experience, right? So that's my thoughts on this. Welcome. Yeah, Randy, I think, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, coming from somebody who played you know, World of Warcraft from vanilla, and I, I play every single expansion all the way up to current, um, it's become a lot more of a a vicious cycle in terms of gear content um gear treadmill and it's it's become stale the writings become stale the content encounters have become stale they're not taking any sort of creative liberties and um you know watching some other you know kind of big youtubers talk about like bellular for instance he has a really good point of you know blizzard is now targeting things that um aren't technically problems they believe they're problems. The community hasn't even brought up that they're an issue. So they're directing their efforts somewhere else. And people feel like their time, their effort, and their attention isn't really being rewarded or respected. So I think that's leading a lot of people to kind of go out and try some new games. And then they're discovering that, oh, you know, Final Fantasy XIV, this, this is that one game that's always kind of been there that my friends wanted me to try, but I never really tried it. Now I'm going to give it a chance because World of Warcraft, you know, my, my lifelong MMO is now something I don't really want to play anymore. So now I'm checking this one out. And all of a sudden it's, whoa, you know, Final Fantasy respects my time. I can go in, I can do something. There's that sense of community. I can ask questions without getting, you know, completely just like bombarded with toxic comments. And I can actually have a decent time playing the game. And I think that's really what is causing a huge resurgence, right? Or I guess growth in this, in this manner. But then you have other people like, Asmin who are playing the game and trying it and these are lifelong World of Warcraft people and they're showing that hey you can play different stuff and I think that this whole kind of cultural shift is going to help 
push this game even further than World of Warcraft. I do think it's going to get there if it already isn't. And I do think Endwalker is going to probably have a more stable launch um, just going off of the type of backend work they've been doing, the conversations they've been having, and just the conversations I've been having with other people um, in the community. It just seems like Final Fantasy kind of has their ducks a little bit more in a row than Blizzard nowadays. So that's kind of my outside perspective um, as somebody who doesn't play it regularly, but has been keeping up with it. What uh, what What's keeping you away from playing it regularly? Just curious. Um, time, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's time um, between the channel and uh, baby and work and all that. Um, I I re uh, re up my subscription, logged in, um, played probably eight or nine hours um, a couple weeks ago, and it was fantastic. Um, leveled a brand new character. Um, the only thing I will say, the one thing, the one thing is their kind of new subscription portal, the Mog Station, whatever you want to call it. We got to get that updated. We got to get that updated. That was, yeah. I, was, I was so frustrated because I, I had everything on Steam and then that wasn't working. And I was like, that's weird. So I tried to punch that key in They're and they're different. So it was confusing. Um, but beyond that, I mean, everything else, seamless. And it was great. So that's one thing I do want to definitely, once she starts sleeping in her crib, <laughs> I'm going to uh, definitely get some more time in there because it's a fantastic game. 100%. How about you, Rich? How about you, dude? I think I kind of want to like piggyback off of what Vulcan was saying about him being able to hop on for eight or nine hours and, you know, have a good time with it without having to put so much time into the game. And that's a huge difference that people are bringing up between WoW and Final Fantasy XIV is that they don't have to play this particular content to be relevant in the game like you do in WoW. Like a lot of people are complaining about having to do Torgas, like having to do Torgas to be able to do in-game content instead of choosing to do it because maybe they just want to do something off the side. For example, I was watching like Allcraft, a little bit of Allcraft earlier, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how, you know, Asmogos playing a different way. And if you wanted to triple try it, you can just do that. Rich is playing a different way and they're all still having a good time playing the game. And everybody's kind of seeing that, you know, they're seeing that they don't have to do this one type of content or one play this one type of way to succeed or have fun in the game. And I think that's drawing more people in because they're just all piggybacking off of each other. So somebody will see Asmin go play and then his stream will end and it'll host Rich and Rich is doing something totally different, but it's still like an engaging and enjoyment time, enjoying time. So I think a lot of people are seeing that and uh, just paying more attention because of the fun level that's around it, you know, around it. And when you see a lot of people engaging and having fun, it does go back to what Randy said about the social issues and everybody wanting to be around people and having a good time like that and just kind of relax and chill because they're talking about the ERP rooms and the <laughs> gold saucer jumping puzzles and all that stuff and everybody's like oh so i see yeah I, I can see where it can be picking up that way as far as it as far as the servers being stable they're still we're still going to run into login times uh bigger than we are now once in locker launches because there's still a lot of people that's not playing it um but i, I remember i don't know if you remember when Shadowbringers launched it was like thousand player queues and stuff like that that popped off so we'll probably see a lot higher queues than that but they do have the ability to put us in those channels. So they might still have channels available for us to jump into for those newer zones and stuff like that, where, you know, they only have like 300 people on a, in a, in a zone and then they separate everybody off to a different channel. I still think that's a possibility right. instead of having to worry about too much server space. But. Yeah. And, and I, on, on Tom, that note, I think that was probably one of the smartest things they did 
um, going to the data center cluster where it's not so much which server you're a part of, it's which data center you're a part of. And then being able to shard the different zones off to where you have a player cap, then a new shard generates, and then you load balance players to get more people in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really neat the way that they've done that uh, for uh, Shadow Walkers, and I, and I hope, or Shadowbringer, and I hope it continues through. Um, my concern is that you have so many new people coming into the game uh, and yes, we have a new oceanic cluster being stood up, right? In time for Endwalker to be launched. Um, well, oceanic but... is coming like six one. Uh, you know, oh, so, is it? yeah, it's not oh, oceanic one. is not with the launch. They wanted okay. it to be, however, like delays and uh, really the big issue is supply chain. Is oh, yeah. is what everybody's facing. It's not Square Enix. Everybody's on a supply chain issue mm-hmm. with uh, silicon. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So. That's that's a great point. I think it's going to be smooth, but I think it's going to be rougher than it was for Shadowbringer just because of the amount of people that want to play. No question. You'll also have a wave of players coming back. There's a lot, especially even within the Final Fantasy 14 content creator community. Like people are like, oh, did you quit? Oh, not, not to me, but like I've seen it on Twitter. It's like, no, I, I, I'm, I'm doing what Yoshi P says. I'm taking a break. I've completed everything that the game has to offer that I'm interested in. And it's fine to step away and take a break. And that's what we see uh, with a lot of people. Like they've, you know, a lot of veterans are just fine. And it's really impressive. It's one of the, the great things about right now is that imagine you discovering that uh, one of the greatest like games, I think, uh, of a generation that you have heard about maybe, but, you know, you've heard like, oh, I'm not going to touch that. Maybe it's there's a, you know, I'm a wow guy. I'm not going to go play Final Fantasy. But then all of a sudden that barrier breaks down. You step into this whole new world, you have a good experience with it, and you're like, oh, by the way, you got like at a minimum, you know, 500, 600 hours of like this incredible experience after you've been starved and starved and starved for content and good games and also disappointing games that continue to have come out over the last year. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is incredible, this incredible experience. And then it's uh, the big streamers and everything have made it safe to come into the space and enjoy this game and so you're just you're seeing it in all the metrics it's just going through the roof so the question will be i said um is there is there enough for limit is there a breaking point is there a ten thousand player queue uh for a specific server like in our future do y'all think that we're going to see some uh some absurd queue times because we get let's say when we get returning players coming back you get the new players still coming in and they keep selling out these digital codes or something like imagine like a new like adding a million players a month like i wonder how fast they hit hit their upper upper limit because we've seen constant tweets about uh, servers being filled up. Any guys, uh, y'all have any thoughts on 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 this? It's like it's a wave before the next wave. I mean, I think so. Uh, when I logged in just on like a random Thursday, I was in a queue. So, <laughs> how, how big like, of a queue? How big of a queue? It wasn't. It wasn't very big. It was maybe like 10, 15 people. Yeah, but but still, it was like it was a queue, you know, during a, a expansion, uh, dip, a content drought. And, um, I had to wait, which was insane. I, I texted my, my friends who are like pure wow people and they just will not play Final Fantasy 14, <laughs> but, um, and they're, Oh really? Okay. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe it's a bigger deal than, than, you know, uh, we thought it was type of deal. I was like, yeah, you guys should play it. <laughs> Have you told them about the incredible free trial now, including the, Critically acclaimed, Heavensward. 
<laughs> yeah, for, for them, for the yeah, their big thing was uh, aesthetic, and I, I keep hearing that from a lot of people. Yeah, is oh man, it's the aesthetic. I don't, you know, it looks really cool, but I just, I you know, I don't want to play like an Eastern game. I want to play a Western game, and that's a big gate I see for quite a few people. Which is pretty interesting because like. I can't really say that Warcraft's aesthetic is essentially tied to it being a Western game with it being mm -hmm. so, you know, fantasy in, in its elements. So yeah. it's weird for me to see people say aesthetics. And another thing I noticed is that a lot of people that have been hesitant to try Final Fantasy XIV have played and enjoyed Final Fantasy games before. So it's just weird <laughs> to me that they haven't, you know, at least tried it out or so afraid to try it out. For some reason, when they'll go, I don't like the aesthetic, but they play like seven or they play three when they were on Super Nintendo or whatever. So it's like you still enjoyed those stories. So why not just at least you know, you know, what head Yo in, you know, a little bit. You know what Yoshi P said about uh, when he was asked about being a Japanese developer, an Eastern developer? You know how he answered that question? He says he's not. He's a global developer. Like there's this mindset that people kind of say like, oh, this is one thing or the other. And it's like Final Fantasy is a global franchise. Like, mm -hmm. you, and it's perfectly fine if you don't, somebody doesn't like the aesthetic. I didn't think I was going to like the aesthetic of New World. Like when New World first was showing off, I was like, oh, it's kind of frontier, the explore, you know, the age of exploration era. Like it's interesting. But then when you step into the game itself, holy freaking crap, man. Mm -hmm. it, it just hooks you. It just hooks me. Like... I, I was born in East Texas. I've said the story like on a, on a previous podcast, like running through the woods and seeing like that moon cut through the trees and then going and being like, all right, I'm gonna cut down one of these trees. And then you actually cut down one of those trees. And it's just like, it just feels like you're just in this hole and like for a better term, new world, um, mm -hmm. so to speak. So let's talk about, um, I think we, we talked about Final Fantasy. I was really curious about y'all's thoughts because it's the only thing that we can really see is it's gonna be wait and see. I mm -hmm. think that if nothing else, the kind of wrap up that final thought is that at the end of the day, like I, I bet Microsoft, Google and Amazon are calling like, Hey man, how can we help you out? Because <laughs> I, I'm sure that one of the things that 14 has in its back pocket that wow, can't uh, without a massive overhaul is 14 can still come to Xbox, GeForce now, Stadia, Luma, like there's still many more platforms. And I think that's only going to further cement its ability to be very appealing to a lot of players so let's dive into new world that's what we're uh i was like yes the beta is on uh tuesday let's start with rich here um rich you and i've been talking about this game we played the preview uh you've been following it just like i have throughout this uh you know this tumultuous one year delay <laughs> what are you looking forward to experiencing on uh on tuesday I don't even know, man. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for like the past few days. Like, I don't know if I want to just focus on like doing some crafting stuff, if I want to go around and click all the lore pages, if I want to focus on leveling up and then go back and do it. There's just like a lot of options you can do, and each one of them are going to take time. It's not like something you just jump in and, you know, do real quick. You're going to have to actually decide what part you're going to invest yourself in and spend that time in the beta because you only have so much time in the beta to do that. So it's just what you want to test out. So I haven't really decided on which direction I want to go in on that yet because there's so much that I can that I can do and, and see. And I don't want to like do something and then burn myself out on something else. And when the game comes out, I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like, you know, so it's, it's a tough one. That's a risk. It's a, it's a risk because you don't want to be like, you know, from a content creation perspective, it's there's the temptation to be like, all right, I want to make all the guides and have all the information. And then the game comes out and you're like, man, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I, I know from the preview beta, 
for the preview event that it was like it wasn't really like just a I got all the things. All right, let's do this. It was like I finally got all these pages for this one thing. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I finally hit level one hundred and cutting down these trees. Oh my god. Yeah. So it wasn't like a it wasn't like something that was like quick and leveling in the process. So I think it's going to be mostly just just seeing just playing with you guys. Really, I think is what I'm really looking forward to the most. Mm-hmm. Being able to actually play with the people that I play with in beta and some people that I haven't been able to ch- play with in alpha or the betas before be the most thing i'm interested in to be honest what faction oh syndicate for sure well you know syndicate in the full game i might jump into something else just to see what they're like uh i think marauders i haven't done that yet so maybe i'll jump in marauders for the preview for the beta but when the full game launches syndicate is is it it's going to be it for sure how about you vulcan man i'm excited to see the new pve content they added i'm a big pve guy Mm -hmm. so um the expeditions they added because one of my big kind of um pieces of feedback and um complaints was the arena just wasn't enough um the spriggan fight i know they promised there's other ones but that was all we saw and from a pve standpoint i was like "Ah, that's not gonna be enough to sway me and kind of keep me engaged so adding in all those extra dungeons adding the pve invasions that are going to be happening and on top of the arena um that's what i'm most excited for Mm -hmm. um but I'm a I'm a crafter too, you know. I I spent probably thousands of hours on old school RuneScape, cutting down trees, making campfires, doing all that fun stuff. So I'm really excited to get out there and actually just start taking care of business, chopping some logs, uh, mining some rocks, and uh, making stuff. And How about you, Randy? Oh, go, yeah, Syndicate as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, echo what Rich said. I really. I'm not looking to get anything out of the game. I don't want to go into the game having these preconceived notions about something that's going to satisfy my inner gamer, right? Yeah. Um, I think when we do that, we set ourselves up for failure. And kind of in preparation for this, because I haven't been following New World as closely as you and Rich have been, um, I had to go kind of kind of catch up on some of the things that uh, they made changes to. And one of the things that uh, you guys hit on when you were talking about the new store page mm-hmm. was just the idea of, of having fun. And I've, I've seen some of the comments uh, as we've been talking through, uh, through these things. And it's, it's just about enjoying a game with your friends, mm-hmm. right? And I was sharing with you kind of pre-podcast here that uh, you got me back into 11 Classic. And I've kind of fell in with this group of guys. We're all pretty like-minded. And that's what I look forward to. I look forward coming home, logging in. What are we going to do tonight as a group, right? Yeah. And that's what I enjoy about gaming. It's it's a social thing for me. It's not it's not a withdrawal to to myself. It's not a single-player experience. I enjoy those games but I consistently look forward to that social experience and new world may be that for me. It may not be right. I I don't know what Amazon's going to bring to the table. Yeah. Um, So we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Now I I will say uh, there's two things that caught my eye and kind of catching up on the content. Um, Number one is the spear. Yeah, much like the hand axe being my favorite weapon because you can melee or throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the idea of the spear, but also 
I noticed that they're going to limit guilds, clans, free companies, whatever, to a hundred people. Yeah, it and, was fifty, and they raised it, but it's still limited, yeah, yeah. So that's concerning to me because you're going to have communities that are coming into this game and they want to play together. Uh, you look at something like Death and Taxes, right? This huge mega guild that started in World of Warcraft. They're going to come to New World. There is going to be people that come to it. Mm -hmm. And what you're going to have is Death and Taxes, Death and Taxes 1, Death and Taxes 2. You're going to have all these Death and Taxes <laughs> guilds, if you will, because they're just going to max out that player count. And so my concern is how how are you going to make that to where you can cross talk between communities if you want to allow that to avoid segregation right because we all we've all played MMOs there's the A team there's the B team you always want to be on the A team and so how how are people going to balance that when they get into that hardcore in game content for new world and where they're only allowing certain people into uh, a guild because you can only have a hundred people in it. That's think, my concern. I think that's a really interesting point. Uh, one that it'll be, it'll be neat to see when that threshold is hit because like when you talk about it, I didn't think about like death and taxes, but when you think about the work, the game community, I'm like, yeah, like I think we, we might get 50 like that. That would be epic. You know, in that regards, we got more than that in the free company, but people kind of just come and we don't really like kick people out. We're more casually focused, more that, Let's hang out. Let's get things done. Let's have fun. And that's what I'm actually kind of looking to see and to test is that is what we experienced in the preview with the three of us. And we'll get, bring Vulcan uh, this next yeah. time. Yeah. We, I didn't know you back then. Um, but, uh, you know, is that what we experienced? Is that still in the game? Because I felt that was magical. I felt like what they showed me in the preview, I was ready to play, but I was so impressed that they delayed it because more often than not, We've seen time and time and time again, these companies, they're like, we'll fix it after. We'll fix it after. We'll patch it later. And they said, you know what? We're not going to actually release it. We're going to give it an, uh, we're going to give it more time. We're going to bring in more things that people are asking for. And they took that time. And so for me, I'm excited. Like you talked about the spear. We also got a great axe. We got a rapier. We got an ice gauntlet. Like it's like they've added in more weapons that, that for a potential, a game of potential energy. I'm like, I don't, what, what are they going to do next? There's rumors about a great sword that might make its way in, in time for launch, which completely obliterates the guide that I put out going over all the weapons skills and, and, uh, and that's a lot. That was a lot of work. Hey, it's it more content. Work. It's more content, Brian. <laughs> don't knock it. I didn't delete the source files. So, <laughs> and now we're talking about the great sword you know, and back in the, uh, back when they were showing like concept art, they had the gauntlet there. It looked a lot different, but they also had like a, Another weapon I haven't showed that was in that concept art was a mace, like mm -hmm. a morning star type flail thing or a mace. So I think that's something that we'll probably see up here soon too. Mm -hmm. I still, I'm still under the idea that whatever weapon we see the enemy with holding in the game, is that a weapon that we're going to be able to play? Because essentially, are we going to be able to use in the game? So you see pistols. the dead pirates using two pistols or a pistol and a shield. I think that's something that they're going to eventually work their way into because essentially all the enemies we see for us at one point in time. So I think, I think we'll see that, that happen like that. As far as weapons go, it's not even like on the same topic. I just, the weapons caught me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see the pistol, the shield. Yeah. That would be so good. 
What, what any other weapons, Vulcan? Like you know, floor is yours. Imagine it. Like we we can spend Amazon money all day long. Oh man, <laughs> oh man. There, yeah. So, shoot, crossbows. I mean, pistols, the mace, the flail, like well, spike shield. It... <laughs> I mean, you, you you name it. There's 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 got to be more coming. I think so. they're sticking to that century. What I want to do eventually one day soon is go through and just see what weapons came out in the 17th century mm-hmm. because they're trying to bridge that you know gap between that like say the time of the guns and stuff along with sword and shield so i wonder what all came out during that century and if they'll just go down that path but i yeah, think it's, it's really similar it's really so a shame we uh, in the 18th century we just deleted magic i know right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's when hogwarts I mean... came out <laughs> they, they hoarded it all the secret, hoarded it. The secret. <laughs> how about you randy what weapons and what uh, what would you like to see we could it could also be magic too because uh you know we have magic weapons in this game yeah uh i mean obviously the spear right i i talked about that one a little bit i'm really intrigued at how the range combat is going to work with that uh i remember walking around with a sword and then rich introduced me to the hand axe and uh i was like this this is game changing changing for me but you know that that's one of the the charms of new world that i really liked it it goes back to uh final fantasy 11 for me right where you have one character and that one character can fulfill any role as long mm-hmm. as you have the job unlocked to go play that role in the yeah. party and just being able to swap weapons on the fly and say well one second i'm a melee dps the second i'm pulling out my life staff and now i'm a backup healer mm-hmm. um I'm really interested to see what's going to happen and how people are going to create combinations to clear in-game content. Um, you know, we have played with this one guy on 11 who runs around as a paladin and white mage. You wouldn't think that that would work as a tank, but it, but it does. Uh, the dude's got mana for days and he drops a cure four and he grabs that threat and you can't pull it off him. But no one would have thought to tank with a Paladin White Mage, or at least in my time in Eleven retail. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of combinations uh, we come up with, just because we're able to switch switch weapons and perform a different role. Um, I think they had rifles in the game in the preview. Yeah, muskets. Yeah. Uh, that was that was fun. Um, so I'm excited to see what pistols do. Uh, is it going to be? The same type of range is it going to be closer range are you going to have this really cool ability called pistol whip just to crack <laughs> someone over the head with it you know yeah uh it's it's going to be interesting to see for sure i want to see uh, more combinations in the mm-hmm. sense that when uh i see like ethan and chad saying are we going to be able to do a shield in the uh, hatchet and right now no like the only shield combo is the sword but uh, like i would like to see that ability to kind of start kind of mixing and matching uh, with a couple of the different weapons, especially when you talk about one-handers. Uh, however, that you know, like I don't know what the restrictions would be, and honestly, at the end of the day, there's an interesting concept with them introducing new weapons because that's a little bit of horizontal content. I don't know at some point, like you you reach a threshold because as long as the weapons feel like they belong and they add to the game, but right now, just even at the start, we have eleven weapons, and I'm like already, I think even on this panel, I've heard six or seven, and that's not even getting into the magic. And then you think about all of those having their own skills and the fact that you can combo two of those, like there are so many potential quote unquote classes 
that we can all build out. And because the content isn't driven into kind of a matchmaking style system, the world is this live living world that that's one of the things I think that will impress a lot of naysayers if they go and jump into the beta or if they go and decide to get the game and put, you know, essentially up, you know, on the table, 40 bucks willing to risk it in case Amazon decides to, you know, I guess do whatever. We, we don't know what they'll do in the long run, but they yeah. say they'll do good things, but you know, we've, mm-hmm. we've heard things before. Um, but regardless that people risking that, that money, it's like, I think that's one of the things that immediately you feel that's different about this game. It's the world that sucks you in. So outside of weapons, um, and outside of the beta itself, Vulcan, you're a content creator. Yeah. What does this game look like for you? Like if it sinks your teeth into, are people going to like, cause you say you cover action RPGs mm-hmm. an MMO is a big undertaking for just one person. What, what does your world look like if this game is a success and you're having fun with it? So when I first started my channel, um, I did almost specifically indie games and games that people really hadn't heard of. That was kind of my whole angle of, well, it's really hard to uh, take subscribers or, you know, build an audience when you have a game like Destiny and there's already some like big dogs in the industry, right? So I've always been kind of looking for that one game. Um, I would love to build my channel around a specific game as long as I'm having fun with it, as long Mm -hmm. as, you know, my audience enjoys it then why not you know that's it's all upside um right now we're also kind of in a lull i mean besides new world i have the ascent i have space punks and that's about it um everything else is either way on the horizon or it just isn't really interesting to me so um it's kind of a perfect opportunity and i've been sinking a ton of time into it um specifically because i want to kind of be that that one-stop shop um, actually I had a guy comment today and was like, Hey, can, is your channel going to be a one-stop shop for new world? And that's the game plan. You know, as long as everything goes well, as long as Amazon doesn't, you know, crater it and pull a crucible, then I think we'll be okay. But it's kind of uh, a low bar that like was in a, in a good way. My, mm-hmm. my, I've been saying for a long time, I really hope this game comes in with a whisper, yes. but they have to deliver, but it's still like come in without like hype and people just like, it's going to be the be all that ends all. And then it's mm-hmm. like, it's not. And then it's like, oh, I'm disappointed as opposed to like, oh man, people are really enjoying New World. Maybe I should go check that out uh, kind of yeah. aspect. Go ahead. No. Yeah. And I think one of the big things too is, um, I mean, one guy reached out to me a couple days ago and he's like, is there, is New World coming out soon? I, I haven't heard any marketing on it. I haven't heard anything about it. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I mean, they really haven't ran commercials. They haven't been, you know, throwing it in your face. Ashes of Creation has been doing that. They've been kind of blowing things up. Hey, Alpha One, you know, and um, a few other games, but New World's been pretty quiet. I would say my advertising budget for the first expansion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that you want people to come into your game, but really like come in, deliver, let word of mouth spread, Twitch stream spread, first expansion, turn on the faucet. Mm-hmm. When you have all the analytics in, 3,000 bears killed and show it on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Infographics. Yeah. Adding 19,000 new weapons. (laughs) Right, because the thing about an MMO versus any other single player kind of game, like Randy has kind of alluded to that I'm not playing this game for a single player experience. It's not about where it starts. 
and often people come in with the hype they leave and then it's like then it's this game's dying this game's in trouble and really at the end of the day it's like this game just needs to produce content content's going to be mm -hmm. the real key factor and if amazon can deliver which as a company from a budgetary perspective they can run it you know ags at a loss for a long time and never even never even see it you know it's yeah. like well oh we're losing money in this in this leaky corner you know uh, you know making games well yeah. all right you know yeah. whatever what luckily your... the u.s government is probably funding amazon gaming right now yeah, well, yeah we're, all, we're all paying for this some one way or the other yeah <laughs> well i i don't know if you guys saw or not but they reversed their decision to give uh the dod contracts to azure they reversed oh. that decision and took it away from microsoft and gave it to Amazon, $10 billion. So Amazon ain't hurting for, well, I mean, they were hurting for money anyways. They could throw money at this game for days and not have to worry about it. Uh, I mean, knowing Amazon, they would beat their head against the wall until they got it right because they have the money to do it. I mean, mm -hmm. let's be real. Uh, it just depends on whether or not you have the right team and the right advocates and Amazon pushing to get those dollars uh, because I mean, Amazon is investing in forests right now because lumber has a high price, right? Yeah. Uh, so Amazon is about making money. And as long as they can use New World to filter people into whatever Amazon, whatever else Amazon can possibly sell, they'll do it. Mm -hmm. uh, I was going to ask Vulcan if you, if you were playing, like if you had anybody you were playing with in the, I know, you can't talk alpha details, but were you playing with anybody in the alpha? For New World? Yeah, like, was there anybody you were able to group up with in there or run no. around with? Because no. I was saying, like, one thing about that game is, like, it's, it infinitely becomes better when you're playing with people. Like, you can run around by yourself and do stuff all day, but, like, once you get with a group of oh, people, dude. no matter what you're doing, it just becomes... It gets lit. Like, it gets <laughs> yeah. really interesting really quickly. Yeah. I know. I was yeah. trying to get uh, a couple of my friends in there, but they just weren't selected. And I was like, dang, guys. So, yeah. So I was I was solo on it the whole time. You know, just I just checked my my mail every Friday to see if I got that alpha invite. And nope. <laughs> so I'm thrilled for Tuesday. But on that note, thankfully, I have a lot of friends that were playing and uh, like they shared. We're not sharing it publicly, but they showed some stuff. And I, my response was, what in the world is that? Yes. Holy yes. crap what's happening and they're like the devs are just kind of messing with everybody right now i'm like you got to be kidding me man like that blows my mind that blows my mind and i honestly and ethan's talking about are they going to be keeping it alive for five they, they say they actually have a 10-year roadmap but words mean nothing to me a actions are, are going to be what sells this game so that's just like they say yeah they ten say 10-year plan ten and years. yeah 10 years is the buzzword um but that's where I want to ask this next question. Okay, so um, we're all familiar with the uh, the kind of models of updates, schedules, and things out there, right? So we've mm -hmm. seen that Final Fantasy typically delivers three, three and a half months, big update, you know, and then some, you know, updates kind of like in between. Then outside of Final Fantasy, WoW decides that they're going to deliver maybe, maybe once a year, maybe, <laughs> I don't know what schedule they're on. Uh, ESO traditionally has the year expansion model. So essentially like every year, new expansion, mm -hmm. you can count on it. That's actually a really, I think, healthy thing. And then, um, and then you have destiny, same kind of model. They have the seasonal pass, uh, ES, uh, Amazon's uh, kind of alluded to like a battle pass and other things coming. What model do you want? Do we want to see for new world? Like at what point do you say, 
this is they need to deliver content at this clip whatever that clip is in your mind and how often should we see an expansion to this game especially if they are going to stick true to that 10-year plan so for me personally um i would go for one they already are kind of going the right direction with the buy to play model i think box copy is the best way to go about it mm -hmm. um and then two for me i think depending on how big the expansions are i think the yearly expansion is a great great model every fall and um then have like small events to keep things you know of, to avoid things being monotonous whether it's you know a little thing in the spring little thing in the summer um you're gonna have you know maybe like the holiday events or something like that that can kind of keep things a little bit more lively um but yearly expansion especially if they have a ton of stuff in the pipeline already like you know the desert zone we were talking about some of those new weapons and i think new world is in a perfect place to deliver easily deliver things that are going to keep people interested like those new weapons like the new enemies to fight like in a new a new arena they have all the assets they have all the things that they can easily kind of spin up and throw out there and i think that's going to be enough for people oh no doubt close it down yeah you're good right. you're still here you're, you're here <laughs> <laughs> and rich removed himself from the podcast and <laughs> protest like, this he's like, year, so. <laughs> once a year expansion model who yeah, do they think like, amazon <laughs> is should be every three these months these people deserve holidays <laughs> every, every 90 days and we just tell yeah. them to pee in a bottle and then just get over it code monkey <laughs> <laughs> They have 150% turnover. They're fine. <laughs> I think I think the way they push out content, the way we, at, least the, at least the way we've been getting content updates is kind of spoiling us a little bit because like every month they're like, and we did this and now look what we added. So I don't know. I don't know if that's going to keep going, going like that. Like it'd be cool to have some kind of development updates every month. I know Wildstar did that. You can always expect a cool video every month about what was happening, what's happening in the game. Even though the game ended up being last long, that was still a cool way to interact with the community. So I, I hope they still do that with the monthly updates, at least on what they're planning or what they're going forward and dev updates and stuff like that. But the way they section out their games and the way they're opening up sections in these little small patches of land and stuff like that, I think they could get away with like yearly drops of expansions and content entering like a couple of new bosses or areas every every year. Because, like I said, this is a huge, well, we don't even know how big the island is, right? Like, even in, like, the preview event, stuff was cut off. And from my understanding, we still don't have everything now. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> still, mm -hmm. so we don't know what we're going to see when the game launches, if stuff is still going to be sectioned off, or there's still more to go to. So, I think I think they got a lot of content that we don't know about. And I feel like the stuff that they've added in that we think they did to make changes for what people were saying was something that they already had planned and it just kind of pushed it up some because they did it so fast like yeah. it had to already have been it takes there. more than a year to do what they did <laughs> right so and I'm so like, that oh. was that was part of the roadmap and so which is great because you want to launch a game and then you want to follow it up with more stuff right you know so yeah anyway go ahead all right so i, I think i think there's a lot of stuff they got just sitting there and they might drop it off to us like, and we did this because you asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> but we know. <laughs> Look, there we listen as opposed to some of these other, you know, MMOs right. out there. Not naming names. Get out of here, Yoshi P. We're not talking about you. How about That's you, Randy? What, what what do you want, man? I just want to have fun, dude. 
that that's it i mean i'm playing i'm playing a 20 year old game i don't i don't care about new content i care about content that engages i care about social environments because that's what an mmo should be yeah um you know as as i've gotten older i appreciate being able to sit down have a drink play a game with friends and call it a day right i don't appreciate the competitive toxic natures that some of the other mmos out there have yeah uh so like vulcan i'm more of a pve content player i will go do pvp if that's what the group wants to do and if it's available but i tend to stick more towards my my pve style now um i was gaming would give my age away back in 99 i was a competitive counter-strike player Right. I was competing in esports before esports was a thing. Uh, so it, it's it's something that is very near and dear to my heart, but it's something I don't ever want to experience again. It's 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 like that. Right. Uh, it's it, it's lonely at the top. It is. If, we're it on, is. if we and, weren't on YouTube right now, I'd be like, I, I want to play the just want to have fun song. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Want to have fun. You just I need to find a cover that won't get you striped. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They'll claim you for that. Oh, Wait. probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, They'll man. strike you for that. Yeah. I, the podcast the Lost Leader. I want to say thanks to Luke for uh, totally like funding the podcast and our hosting fees and everything like that for the next year. So, uh, yeah, I just really appreciate y'all's support in that regards. And if you, uh, you know, want to be like Luke, you can always just hit that thumbs up button. So, like, I love running podcasts and I've always been prepared to fund them all myself, which I have been. And uh, Luke made it a little bit easier. So we got a little bit of upgrades. I should probably open the show with this, but you can actually now subscribe to the podcast, both Epic Loot Radio and Crystal Core Radio separately. And uh, if you are listening in the any podcast, we're like everywhere now. Like I, I migrated to Podbean. Uh, podcast is up every everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Yes, probably even on your Samsung fridge. So as long as it runs apps. You're good to go. Now I want to talk about what I uh, bring back. Fluffy dogs. Fluffy. Fluffy dogs says. Fluffy dogs. Fluffy dogs. <laughs> I love his name, dude. And thanks so much for the support, Fluff. Um, says, yeah, the end game content has to be there. One of the things that I think defines my experience with Final Fantasy XI. One of the things I really enjoyed. Randy is just crushing me. I. Uh, we work together. Uh, I report to him, still to this day. And. Uh, at the end of the day, like I'm just like working on all these projects, which has been great because me and my family are just like, all right, we got to make up for what happened last year. Like, let's see if we can <laughs> we can claw our way back. Brian, can you work more hours? And yes, I can. So I haven't had a lot of chance to play, but I feel like the uh, what defines 11, which is something I only felt now in 2021 playing on on a uh, on a classic server, is that the end game is actually at level one. It's not at this race to level 75 or and, and if New World can capture that, that the end game actually, it doesn't matter your level. Your level is just a metric in which that allows you to have and take on more challenges. But the core game is existing throughout. Your end game starts once you step into the game. Man, that's going to be solid, dude. That's going to be what I'm looking forward to judge. And that's what I felt when we were playing the preview. And as long as they didn't lose that magic, I honestly, I don't, I don't think New World is going to come in and light the, you know, light the fire under you know and and set the world on fire like final fantasy 14 has right now but it doesn't need to it just needs to come it just needs to work it just needs to be fun and then they can build from that and then in a couple years they're going to be this like look at our game man it looks insane like 
especially when you compare it to World of Warcraft and and things like that. Like that's one of the things that I've seen for people who've been saying Final Fantasy is not my game. And then it's like, have you? I'm waiting to see what New World does. I'm waiting to see if that's the thing I shift myself into. What do you guys think about that? Is WoW in trouble? I think so. <laughs> I mean, I mean, from from a player satisfaction and um, resubscription rate, I I think so. Will it die? No, obviously not. Um, there's going to be people that play it, you know, until the servers shut off. But I do think that um, its death grip on the genre has gotten fairly loose. I mean, you look at the level of quality between, you know, Lich King, I'll even say Cataclysm, Mists, compared to what they have now. And people are referring to Cataclysm like as the glory glory days. And that was a a terrible expansion, to be honest. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's just been on a downhill slide. Um, And like I mentioned earlier, they just aren't doing anything creative. Um, Now you get to the point where you know, hey, you just spent all of this time and energy and effort crafting your legendaries and this new update came out. Oh, well, you're going to have to go back and recraft all those again. Sorry about all the time and energy and effort you put in there for Torghast and all that. Um, and that goes back to the whole not respecting players' time. And in today's culture, in today's society, people are busy. People are fast. They want to be able to get the most bang for their buck when it comes to, you know, minutes of gameplay especially, you know, as you get older and you start having a family and you don't have as much time to sit around, you know, I'm not 16, it's not summer, you know, and I'm, I'm working a part-time job and playing. Wow. Like, it's just, I need to, I need to have something where I can pop in, play and make significant progress and have a good time. I'm going to be interested to see how uh, they integrate with Twitch. I, I honestly am like, I think when it comes down to it, that's also a thing that they haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, they've, they've said enough to say that it's coming. That's the directive. Integrate with Twitch. Why not? It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, whether yeah, that's a no prime. Not to do that. What's up? I was saying it would make no sense not to do that. To yeah. Integrate with Twitch. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> with WoW, it's just like, it seems like they're on a, like the mentality for Warcraft is keep people subbed, right? Like however many times you get somebody logged into the game, do what you got to do to make sure they feel like they cannot unsub from this game and they have to keep playing instead of saying whatever you can do to make sure the player is having fun. And that's in the end is what's going to really, is what's really hurting them now actually is the, the raid design. I guess people are enjoying like the raid designs and the dungeon designs when they come out, but like the systems around getting to that point are designed to make sure that you do not do anything else for your life except go home for whatever you're doing log on a while do this so you can get there eventually hopefully sometime soon grind it out and then you know jump into the end game content and then wait for another six months so i'm not sure what yeah what their plan is there it's just it's just weird on that aspect i don't i don't know how it's going to recover from it i think they would have to actually do something they should have did a long time ago they'll probably have to burn burn everything to the ground and come back that way yeah (laughs) I mean, and there's a reason everybody went back and they're playing classic and they're playing the new Burning Crusade, um, new Burning Crusade expansion for classic, right? Everybody enjoys it. It was, was, once again, went back to that. There's stuff to work on, the meaningful stuff to work on. That's not going to get just wiped out like that. All right. I know Brian jumped into Warcraft for a little bit and I think very little. 
for a little bit. And his, I, his biggest problem is that he didn't have anybody to do anything with. It's not that I didn't have like anybody to do anything with, but just as of the last year, my, my game time schedule has is really weird. Not a lot of people in this time zone or at least in the United States are playing video games at five in the morning. Like I have been, cause that's when I can play games before the kids get up before I go to work. And then, you know, et cetera. Like by the time the end of the day is, is like, I'll just put on a YouTube video. So it's like, I'm going to game and I, I love gaming. Like one of the things that I, I, th- I think somebody asked me, um, uh, Chris, who was on a, uh, Invictus who was on the uh, podcast last week, like we were talking privately. He's like, how do you do it? Like, how do you do it? Like, I don't understand. And it's like, well, the secret is I get up at the ass crack of dawn and then I, and it's because I love games. I mean, I love my family more. And so like in, in my mind, it's that I'm going to play when they're asleep or I'm not going to play. Cause I'd rather, I'd rather spend time with them. And now that as they're getting older, we're starting to play games together, which is, which is the dream. Um, yes. Yeah. Like how did you level up so much in new, uh, new world? How do you make so much money? Well, uh, you start, you know, 10 years ago and you start having kids and then, uh, and then have a big game come out and then have them play that for you. Uh, cause they have time while you work to provide for them. So <laughs> I don't think that's a violation of terms. Um, all right, honey, just press this button on the tree. Just, yeah. Just keep it. Yeah. Oh, you want jelly beans? I got jelly beans. I need logs. <laughs> I taught my kid how to fish in Final Fantasy 11 so I, she could keep skilling up while I was working. So yeah, I get it. Now, that's how we roll. You, you're 10 years old and you want to do something? Do this. <laughs> do press this, the button. Do this thing. Yes. Yeah. This is great. That's right. That's how. That's how you. That's the. That's been the ultimate game plan this whole time. Now it's been revealed to you. But yeah, so I get up early and I play games. And um, so with WoW, I was sitting around and and I didn't have a, a nostalgia for the game. I was a Final Fantasy XI player, and then I went into fourteen, and I and I touched WoW here and there, and there was things that I liked that I appreciated that WoW originally did that I was like, man, this is really nice. But you know, time, you know, you look at it. Obviously, it's really nice because it was the number one MMO in the world. I argue that it is not anymore. So when I touched WoW, when this this time I got in, you know Shadowlands, I was running around. I was completely by myself the entire time. And that's not to say that if I called a friend that they would enjoy. I know people that are hanging out in the chat with us right now would would have come and joined. You know, if I was especially more more it, it definitely more so if I was playing during a reasonable time slot when normal people are awake. But beyond that, it was that I also didn't see another living character in the world. I go into, into classic of 11 and that's all you see people running around when I'm playing new world. That's what you see. They're not all off in these instanced areas protected from the world to have their solo experience. And I, you can have, and I'm not saying that MMOs have to go to this, like you can't play a game, this game by yourself, but it's that sometimes I want to play by myself, but I want to not feel alone. And that, and, and that, and that has a huge impact on, People seeing other players in the game. That's the real selling point of what the MMO is a living, breathing world. And so one of the things I've done in final fantasy 14, cause I was feeling that same way. I was like, I feel the same way in 14 slightly alone. Like when I'm not seeing other players, Well, I was just idling at the house. Occasionally I might see somebody run around in a neighborhood. I've stopped doing that. I just hang out in Gridania and you just see all the players and we're just chatting and we're just having the best time the best time and that's when it clicked i, I was like I, I the problem was me 
The problem is me. Not in WoW. <laughs> the problem is could wow. I could I have found people to play WoW with? Yes. If you go through But I had account. no nostalgia to drive that fact. 14 I do. 14 I love. 14 I adore. And so yeah, like I just I made a change with that one change in 14 and boom, switch flipped. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was like, this is why I was like feeling like, okay, why do I feel alone in 14? It's because I'm just standing there in this thing putting myself up for queue i can go queue anywhere in the world let me go queue where there's people so we're all talk talking chatting waving seeing friends um so i think there's some improvement that can that could that mmos can do and then that, that that's what excites me about new world and hopefully they can hold on to that because even though you're running i saw a chat talking about like yeah you, you run for 30 minutes and then you get killed by a vampire <laughs> yeah that, that happens you know yeah. but on that run i see lots of players i see other people mm -hmm. Some people are flagged for PVP. Some people aren't. And it's just like, it's exciting. It's the, it's the difference maker in what makes an MMO different from any other game out there. And I submit that we're going to be, we're about, I, I, I hope that we're going to be on a golden age of MMOs guys. Let's, uh, let's talk about golden age of MMOs. Let's just kind of wrap up any final thoughts you guys have. Um, I like uh, to try to keep these shows in about an hour. Go ahead, Rich. I was going to say, you know, what's crazy about the idea of seeing the living world and stuff like that. As I, in New World, I was running by just running, doing stuff, doing a quest, I guess. And I ran by, past somebody who was dead in the water because I think they were gathering and, you know. <laughs> you can't swim. <laughs> you, know, you just drown. Swim. Just yeah. drown. Your head's under your water too long. And I, I picked them up. And, you know, there's voice chat in New World. So they were like, thanks. And I was like, yeah, keep your head out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it was just kind of, it was it's one of those moments where even if you're not like, if you don't actually group up with somebody or play with them, you can still interact with them and have a good time. Because I was running around solo, but I was still able to, you know, help somebody out and have a small banter back and forth with them without actually, you know, spending too much time. And it, it added to that experience of being in a world that was, you know, surrounded by people and living and moving on and stuff like that like i might run into him again later one day who knows but that moment was pretty memorable so <laughs> for me yeah that's one of my favorite subtle parts of new world is the proximity chat um that takes me back to like the old like halo 2 days when you're playing against people <laughs> and um yeah usually it wasn't so great um but <laughs> but still it was it was so much fun i remember the first time you know i heard like somebody like screaming and i was like what is that and it was great it was great i i push and i talked to him and it was it was awesome so it was one of those things that was surprising it was really cool and i'm glad they added it i i know that there's going to be someone that goes through a high level zone and aggro's a ton of mobs and yells leroy jenkins oh, yeah. on the public chat it's gonna happen <laughs> it's, gonna, it's happen. gonna happen and i hope i'm there for it just pulls them into a settlement you know it's it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah uh you know I talked about this early on and again, social aspect. I'm, I'm a very social gamer. I enjoy hanging out and, and meeting new people uh, and meeting them where they are. Right. Um, and so our first experience in this, when we were running around the swamps, uh, we were what level 12 and everything around us was level 19, 18, 19, something like that. Yeah. Um, I was, was awesome. I was, I was watching uh, kind of how they were going through uh, progressing the content and how they were going to punish or reward for levels above or below you for killing or dying, et cetera. 
Um, one of the things I noticed is I think it's if they're six levels or higher than you, they have a chance to just insta-kill you. Yep. That may kill some of the charm for some of those people who want to gr group up and push the limits and go into those higher zones as a group to see what they can do. Uh, because not only do we have fun trying to hunt down oil uh, to craft with, but there were those uh, rift-like events uh, high up in the mountain in the, like mm -hmm. the 22 zone, I think, uh, just right on the edge of that. And man, we spent probably two hours just up there trying to complete those things as level 12, 13, 14. Uh, and we were doing it. It was challenging. We'd have to come back and go back in. But uh, that, like you said, there's a challenge. And that's the charm that 11 has for me is you can be walking around as a level eight uh, through a zone and a level one rabbit will come up. It'll still kill you if you're not careful. Right. <laughs> so yeah. the end game starts at level one. And that's what I felt uh, with new world. Right. Uh, it was it's easy to progress to a degree but it's also very easy to get overwhelmed uh, and not feel like you're, you know, a, a superhero, if you will. And that's really what killed it for me for World of Warcraft. Uh, when before uh, Shadowlands, when they did the level squish, I really felt like nothing could kill me uh, unless I went into a zone where things were like 15 levels higher than me that I feel like I could die. Now, granted, I was running around on a blood-based death knight you know there's there's that aspect of it uh but it, it wasn't it wasn't challenging i had a lot of the same issues brian had with it uh so all that to say part of the golden age needs to get back to bringing people together and having fun and just enjoying the game not caring about content cycle releases not caring about what new features are going to get added to the game those are all those are all bonuses, in my opinion. The real joy is just having fun with your friends. That's it. Mm -hmm. So I want to I'm going to cut to a, a comment here by Richard or a question. It says that will New World have controller support? And I put out a, a controller guide for New World during the preview because you can play the game with a controller. Now that does not appear to be native, but in talking with AGS, they say that that is a part of their plan. That is on their roadmap to have that native controller support, which will end up being a help because essentially part of the guide is saying this button is actually equal to this skill slot. So like you have to kind of do some little translation uh, at launch. So we'll see if that, you know, I don't know if that's going to get Ninja into the game uh, in August. We still have a, you know, well over a month away, but at this point in time from a game development, like what, what are they focusing in on? Bug fixing and polishing stability, you know, like, and then content, all those things as a part of their backlog are, you know, all shuffled into update one or two or however they decide to want to label them. But yes, I actually played uh, New World exclusively on the controller in the preview, and I thought it really played well. The only thing I was unable to do was interact with the menus. And being that I'm playing on PC, the game currently is only on PC. I already had access to a keyboard and mouse. So it was only just a minor, like, inconvenience and uh, nothing that I would say, like, yeah, I just pick it up, play the game controller need to do inventory and things like that go to keyboard and mouse i hope that we see full controller support um within the game at some point namely because that then opens them up to have more platform support so, yeah guys any final thoughts before we wrap up today's podcast and uh wish everybody a good evening <laughs> yeah yeah make sure you guys all uh you all get together when this thing launches up 
also if you guys haven't yet already when it comes out put the uh make sure you put your fov all the way up it'll definitely change the entire experience for you so when you go in you know i had your normal viewpoint change that put it all the way up i promise you you'll <laughs> <laughs> mine just No, no real, um, no real final things for me. I think, you know, it's going to be a really fun time. I'm glad that a lot of people are going to finally get to experience it. Um, you know, somebody, there's, there's people like myself, right? I, I pre-ordered the game back in 2016 when, um, it was zero dollars. Wow. So you got the zero dollar pre-order. Yeah, yeah. You got it free still. Cause they, yeah. they're keeping those there. Yeah. So I, I'd go find it. I, I had to dig through my digital orders, but, but I found it. But um, so it's been really cool to kind of watch that whole, the whole process. I go from a survival kind of sandbox to what it is today, but I'm really excited that people are going to finally get to see it. And we're going to finally get to have that kind of NDA less um, full experience. So I'm just really excited to see what everybody thinks about it on Twitter and comments and things like that. Randy, you got any final thoughts? No. <laughs> man, it's, simple. It's it's nine nine p.m. Man, my brain is off for today. Randy's final thought is: you don't need final thoughts when you have family. That's right. That's right. It's Sir Dom Toretto. Family. Let's go to the movies. Uh, I'm a Vulcan. Where can people find you, dude? Uh, you can find me at YouTube. Um, just type in Vulcan, and I'm the orange logo. The Vulk Nut. <laughs> Rich, dude, where can people find you? You know, I'm going to push everybody to the MMO Ronin. It's uh, just the MMO Ronin, all spaced out. You know, the space MMO space Ronin. Um, you can find me there, just putting out some MMO content. And uh, on Twitter at DeathMonkeyXL. And that's pretty much it. If you want to find me on Twitch, it's DeathMonkeyXL also. I won't change those names, but yeah, I'll be around. I'm all over the place. He's pulling the Brian. We're just going to do multiple channels. We're going to really confuse people. <laughs> yeah. Fighting that algorithm, man. That's yeah. what's happening. He what just doesn't do. want to admit it. <laughs> what you do? Randy, I, like, I know I know you, you create content every now and then. Do you want to plug anything? Uh, you could find me at Work to Game Discord. Yeah, it is. I'm in there. Same name, Randy. Just look me up. <laughs> I wanted to add. Can Go I ahead. ask you real quick, too? Yeah. Uh, somebody in chat mentioned Valheim. And that's one of the game. They actually play Valheim, and I want to push them to that work to work to game Discord because you have that server up for Valheim. Yeah, we got a private server up. Yeah. I haven't logged in and played in in a couple of months, um, but I want to get back into it. It's so it's such a good game, and at the end of the day, like the only thing that I struggle with is available time. It's hard to you believe know. that's still in early access. <laughs> I know, and it's so good, and I can't wait to see. Like, we should we should. Uh, try to find a, a night where it's just like, and now we, we, we're Vikings. Valheim night. <laughs> Valheim night. Yeah. If you're interested guys, we got a private server for Valheim. Uh, and then uh fantasy star online to new Genesis. Mm -hmm. I've uh, just hit like level 15. I believe I've been really enjoying that experience. It's kind of nice. Cause it's just going to be one of those experiences that builds and builds and builds. Like it's a great time for me as a gamer. And then it's just a crazy time for me as an adult. Like, all right. So my, uh, me and Randy's birthday is coming up. And uh, we're gonna be uh, I'm gonna be taking some time off and be playing some games. I'm excited about that. I'm looking forward to that, guys. All right, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks everybody for tuning in live with us. Uh, the show uh, here on Ginger Prime will actually become unlisted once this is over. If you guys are interested, you're watching, you know, or catching up, uh, you wanna you wanna watch the full show again. It's gonna be over on Ginger Gaming Radio, and pretty soon 
the mp3 will be up on epic loot radio which you can find all of the links in these videos so guys thanks for uh, checking that out so we're gonna wrap up thanks guys and everybody i don't know i'm stuttering uh for watching you are awesome you are amazing we will see you next time but until then take care